0: at the natural world and look at the spiritual world, okay? And I'm going to get down to looking at how that we walk by faith. Praise God. You know, God wants us to walk by faith. What does all of that mean? What does it mean to walk by faith? What does it mean when we say that we walk by faith and not by our sight okay what does all of that mean when we talk along those lines amen but you know i want to just show first of all here this morning i want you to know that you know as a believer that you are never alone okay as a believer you are never alone you may be alone but i'm telling you you are never alone okay you may be alone as in you're in one location at one time but i want you to know that you are never ever alone never are you alone Even when Jesus would go and pray, he'd go up to a mountain and he'd pray and spend time with God. He was up there alone, but he wasn't alone. And no matter where we are, we are never alone. When you start to think like that, it changes how you deal with life, how you view life. It changes how you face situations and circumstances, how you you face dealing with people, having a meeting with somebody or something. You, You always realize that you are never alone. You're never alone as a believer. I hate songs that make you feel like you're at a distance from God. I hate songs that talk about me coming close to God. You know what, in your everyday life, you may need to become aware that God is with you. But the reality of it is, is you're not coming close to God. God is as close as you can imagine. In your awareness, you have to maybe become be reminded of that okay like in the book of James it says draw an eye unto God and he will draw an eye unto you and what it's talking about over there is talking about James is a very practical book and it's um, it's like the equivalent of the book of Proverbs you know to the Old Testament James is like the book of Proverbs to the New Testament okay and what it's talking about there is that sometimes you can have people that are having envy and strife and they're fighting over stuff and all of these kind of things they have the world's um, ideas. The They're asking God for things, but they're asking amiss because they're asking with the wrong motive. They're wanting God to increase their life and to add to their life and to give them and all these things. But it's selfish. There's no um, kingdom of God in it. They've just got their own ideas. The Bible says that they're sleeping with the world. And so they have, so to speak, like the world's dreams. So they're uh, instead of being intimate with God, they're intimate with the world. Okay, so they have, they want to prosper, but they want to be, you know, like um, some influencer. Mm -hmm. They want to have stuff dripping off them. They want to, they just want to have stuff to flaunt it. They don't have God's heart in it, whereas someone in God's kingdom who wants to prosper is saying, God, prosper me so that I can be a blessing. God, prosper me so we can do this in the move of God. You understand? They have God's heart and the kingdom in what they do. And so what it's talking about there, there are people in there just doing things with the wrong motive. And what it's saying is, you know what? You need to get away from all that. Cleanse your hands. You know what I mean? Get away from those motives. What you're doing is sin. It's not, God's not in it. And what it's saying there is what you need to do is you need to draw close again into that intimacy with God. So that then you have that God's heart. But here's the reality of it. When you're a believer, you can't get any closer than the Holy Ghost living in you. Amen. Amen? So you are as close to God as you can be. I don't like songs per se like, you know, um, draw me close to you. And I love the tune of that song. I don't like, never let me go. How's he going to let me go? Exactly. Lay it all down again to hear you say that I'm your friend. Help me find a way. Yeah, exactly. You understand? What it does is it gives you a mindset. If you're at a distance, you always have to come close. And what I am I'm saying they're like, if someone is like, and their motives are totally wrong. They're in, you know, in... Intimacy. i me just trying to get my words right here this morning with little ears, okay? But you have intimacy with the world. You have the wrong motives, the wrong ideas. Yes, in that sense, you might need to draw into the awareness that God is with you. But the reality of it is, is he said, I'll never leave you and I will never forsake you. How can I draw close to someone who said they would never leave me and never forsake me? Exactly. What it does is it builds in you the awareness that God's, you know, over here and I'm always trying to get to Him. Yeah. Instead of, God, you're with me. Yeah. We should be making statements. Amen. We should be making declarations, not trying to get to God. We should be saying, God, you never leave me and you never forsake Amen. me. Amen. I feel like God's not close. What has your feelings got to do with it? <laughs> even know if you feel like God's close? Yeah. God's a spirit. You can't feel God in that sense with sense. You understand? Yeah. Now God can, God's anointing is tangible and stuff like that. God's manifested presence will make the hers in the back of your neck stand. Yeah. But here's the reality of it. You can't perceive God with your senses. Yeah. So how would you know if God is close? You may have just got up and you didn't feel right in yourself. But that has got nothing got to do. God doesn't come and go based on how you feel in yourself. I don't feel like God's close and God goes, oh, I'm not close. No, he said, I'll never leave you. God's not touchy-feely like we are. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. When you don't feel like, do you know what you should be doing? You should be encouraging yourself. And stirring yourself up in God. That God, I don't care how I feel. What on earth has feelings got to do with you? Amen. You said you would never leave me and you never forsake me. Therefore, you are with me. And you're with me. You are my help right now. Amen. Instead of always trying to get to God, God, you're with me. Exactly. What would that do to us? How would that change your lives? Instead of getting up. Don't feel like God draw me close to you, (laughs) never let me go. Amen. How's about? I am close to you. You've never let me go. Praise you, Lord. My feelings are saying one thing, but your word is saying something completely different. I'm going to go with your word. You are close to me. You're all. Amen. Amen. I You're all I've ever needed. You're all I want. Amen. Your word says you never leave me. Amen. 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 That's not going to win X factor, but it'll cause you to win in life. Amen. Amen. It'll not get you onto the next stage, but it'll help you on the stage of life where you live out of the awareness that God is with you. Amen. Amen. Why are we asking for something that he's already done? Amen. Why are we asking for something that he has already done? The Bible says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That we may boldly say. Amen. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man will do unto me. If you don't think God's with you, you're not going to know his help is there right now. But when you know God is with you, you can boldly say, God, you're going to help me. Amen. Because you're with me. God is in your corner. God is fighting for you. God is for you. He's not against you. Amen. In Matthew chapter 28, that other verse was in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse um, 5 where he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you many times we say things like, you know, someone was away, away, away from God and and came back to God. God never left. (laughs) (laughs) You can never come back to God as a believer because he never left. Now you can come back in your mindset of awareness and perception. Okay. But I'm talking about in reality, God never left. It's sometimes people go cold in themselves, but the reality of it is, is he never left. Amen. He never left. Praise God. It's not the proclaimers. And I would walk five hundred miles, and I would walk five hundred more. God, 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 I'm back. No, God turned round here. Never left. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, many times we say that, you know, it's a, it's a thousand steps away from God, but it's only one step back. And I understand that because sometimes people, I'm, I'm not criticizing certain terms, I'm just trying to get a point across. Because you know what? When you are talking to someone, you're trying to get them to understand, you know what? All you need to do is just turn back to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what you're saying is he never left. Yeah. It's you and yourself. Yeah. You've decided, even though I have the Holy Ghost living in me, I'm going to live and do my own thing. Yeah. But the moment you turn around and say, God, this way doesn't work. He's already there. He never left. Do you understand? <laughs> You'll hear the proclaimers different. <laughs> um, Matthew 28 and verse 20, it says, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. If He is with us always, well then, how can we say, God? Yeah. Don't feel you. It doesn't matter whether you feel them or not. Right. See, walking by faith has got absolutely nothing, got to do with your feelings. Absolutely nothing. The reality of it is, is God is, not alone is he with you. Jesus told the disciples, up to now, the Holy Ghost has been with you. Yeah. But not alone is he going to be with you. He's going to be in you. Yeah. Amen. You can't get any closer <laughs> than that. The Bible tells us that, you know what, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Instead of always trying to get to God, why not start to clear and I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's how Paul got to the place where Paul was able to say, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives were in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who love me and give himself for me. They're all, that's all declaration. I don't feel your love. Paul, she was like, get away from feelings. Yeah. It's not that we don't need them in life. God, give them to us. Feelings are to be enjoyed. But they're not meant to control your life. Right. Yeah. If you let them control your life, they'll run your life. And you'll have a yo-yo life where you'll be up and down. Yeah. You'll be like on a roller coaster, but not one of the ones where you're in faith on the roller coaster. Woo-hoo! You'll be on the one where you get out the other side green. And you're like that at the end of the day and you fall into bed. You understand? Yeah. Paul said, it's no longer I who lives. In other words, what he's saying is, you, body, you don't tell me what to do today body, you don't dictate how what I'm going to do. Your feelings will be up and down and up and down. Your mind can be all over the place. All over the place. Your mind can you, God left you. Your, Your mind can say a lot of things to you. But do you live by your thinking or do you live by the Word of God? That's what it comes down to. A person of faith lives by the Word. A natural-minded person is sense-ruled. A faith person is word-ruled. A faith person believes God's word over their feelings. Amen. When Lester Summerall went to see Smith Wigglesworth, he asked Smith Wigglesworth, how are you? And Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't ask Smith how I am, I tell him how I am. Yes, amen. Amen. I don't ask Smith how I am. Smith doesn't tell me how I am. Do you know what that is? It's no longer I who lives. But Christ who lives in me. Do you start making statements? I don't feel loved. I am loved. Who loved me and gave himself for me. I don't have faith. I do have faith. I have the faith of Christ. It's becoming aware of what you have. In this natural world, okay? You're going to feel things, experience things, have wrong things happen. You know, today is freezing out there. You're going to feel the cold. There's a lot of people determined by the weather whether they're going to go to church or not. You get up. It's frosty. Not going to church. Too dangerous. Next week, Sunday, It's too good today to go to church. You know, next day, rainy. We're going to have a lot of it in our country, okay? Rain. Mm-hmm. It's too wet to go. to oh, it's too wet to go to church. It's too cold. I'm going to sit up in front of the fire, and I'm going to watch church online or something like that. There's no replacement for being with people. Church online is not really church. It is a, a supplement. It is to help people. We thank God for. Um, The the ability in our generation that we can get to see all their services, hear all their ministers, all of those kind of things. But there is no replacement of gathering together. Church is about gathering together. Do not forsake the the gathering together of the saints. Amen? Amen. You can't can't counterfeit um, a, a real church service. In this world, you're going to face things like pressure, situations, you're going to get, face people who get in your nerves. Some of you are thinking, yeah, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, limits, you're going to face, you know, um, your current situations, people face marriage problems, people face illness, people face grief, people face impossibilities, people face, you know, um, um, their logic, and all of, the, all of that thing is in this natural world. And you face it. And it is 24-7. Amen. Let me say something about faith. You can't fall into faith. Faith is not something that you fall into accidentally. We live in a world that is sense ruled. We live in a world where we are so um, in tune with our eyes, with our ears. You know what I mean? For hearing your nose, your smelling. You're so in tune with your tongue for tasting, your hands for feeling. You are so in touch with your senses living in this world. Just all of us as individuals, we are aware of senses. Do you know why? Because your senses shout at you 24-7. Circumstances, situations, current events, things in the world. You know, the wars, rumors of wars, you know, the pandemic the other year, all of these kind of things. It's shouting at you 24-7. You are taking in sense information 24-7. Let me tell you, you cannot fall into faith. Faith is something you do on purpose because faith has nothing got to do with your senses. Faith has everything got to do with what God's Word says. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And and you can't fall into that. Like I've been meditating on this here for a long, long time. So I have I've been this is not something that just I've thought about, you know, you know, in a flash. I have been thinking about this for a long, long time. I've just been thinking about how loud our senses are. How loud our feelings are. And that you you you're bombarded with sense knowledge, okay? Sense knowledge is knowledge that comes to you revealed through the senses, okay? It is knowledge in this world. It is we live in this world that we live in and we have information that comes to us from we're ch- children and it's sense knowledge. We've learned certain limits. We've learned certain things, you know, and it's all sense knowledge. There's limits in this world, Okay. There's limits in your body. There's limits, all different things. There's limits in your education. There's all, we're, we're aware of knowledge that comes to us just in our senses. You're, you're, you're aware of, you know, your location you grew up in. You know what, what, what can be accomplished per se in that location. All of these kind of things. And you become very sense oriented because you receive sense knowledge. But sense knowledge can't put you into faith. Does that make sense? Your senses allow you to contact the physical world, but they do not allow you to contact God. Okay? So you contact the physical world through your senses. So, you know, and thank God, God, give us eyes. You know why? Because the world is beautiful that God made so we can see. Amen. We can see the beauty of nature. We can enjoy things and take in things. And God made everything beautiful. God made, you know, like, even like fruit. Like, you know, you look at the fruit there this morning. Like, it's, it looks, it's appealing. Because God made things appealing to us. God made things, you know, that, that deal with our senses. God made uh, in marriage, you know what, intimacy. It's appealing to the senses. Do you know why? Because God wants you to enjoy it. Sorry for inviting you to church this morning. Amen. (laughs) It's not meant to be a horrible experience. It's meant to be an enjoyable experience in a way because God put all of those feelings and emotions into us. You know what? God, God is a God that's interested in our senses and is enjoying life and all of those kind of things. He gave us richly all things to what? enjoy. But that's to allow us to contact this world. When you cross the street, you don't do it by faith. You don't go, you know what, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. And you close your eyes and you say, I walk by faith and not by sight. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Forgot there's children in the room today. I'm uh, I'm making loud noises. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was boom that was somebody hit you on a, on a scooter <laughs> <laughs> boom is the truck okay but you know we, we need our sight we need our eyes we need our hearing we need all of those kind of things they allow us to live in this physical world okay but God is a spirit so how do you contact God Yep. yeah When you got born again, you plugged in to a whole new dimension that allows you to draw from God. Amen? It opened you up to a whole new world, to where you might be limited in this world, but now you have God, and God starts to take the limits off your life. Amen? Now, it's you that become aware of that, but the limits come off you, but you start tapping into God's ability. In this world, you can do nothing, so, so to speak. You know what I mean? There are certain things I can of my own self do well. Nothing. Amen? But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not limited to my senses anymore. I'm born again. I can tap into God's kingdom. Yes. Amen? Do you know what it's like? It's like before you got saved, you were doing life without Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You remember how hard it was doing life without Wi-Fi? <laughs> you know, like the kids don't know. The, the kids don't don't know what it is. What? <laughs> you just didn't have Wi-Fi. My kids said to me one day, like, Daddy, how did you get on the internet when you were younger? Internet? What was internet? You know? <laughs> what, what about your phone, Dad? Yeah, they know what your phone was. <laughs> All right, sound to the bottom of the street to the box. You needed to call someone. Yeah. Like my mates, they'd been down there 999. Nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole row of houses on fire up here. You may come and mum's screaming. Oh, next thing, all you hear is all the sirens and everything coming. You didn't realise how much that cost to do that whenever you were younger. That's why I said it was my mates, if it wasn't me as a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I always the one lighting the fires. <laughs> but anyway, um <laughs> and one time we did, okay, and the fire begin did, did have to come. Okay, but anyway, praise the Lord. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> yeah, but you know, before Wi before Wi-Fi, you know what, we were we were limited. You know, you know what I mean? We were limited. Do you know what? The technology for Wi-Fi was always here. Yes. Okay. They just had to tap into it and get it up and running, okay? But you know what, for you to have Wi-Fi, you, there has to be Wi-Fi here, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you need a, an internet provider, yeah. okay? Then you they give you a, a passcode. Yeah. And then you need a device to put the passcode into. Yeah. And you know what it does? It allows you then to take a hold off the Wi-Fi, yeah. Wi-Fi and pull it into yeah. your device, yeah. okay? Now, when you got born again, do you know what? That internet, so to speak, of the the world of the spirit is already here. Spiritual realm is already here. It's going 24-7. When you got saved, you got plugged into it. Amen. The word of God becomes your knowledge of a password. So that then you can have faith. And what does faith do? Faith allows you to reach out and take a hold of God's arena and cause it to affect your natural world. So you ha- you- when you got saved, you got a whole new world opened up to you yeah. of possibility that you didn't have before. You were unlimited. Now you're not. Amen. Because you have now access to God's possibility. Do you know what? Here's the reality of it. In this room right now, today, there's films. There's songs. Yeah. There's knowledge all around us. People say, I can't see it. It's here. Do you know why? Because Wi-Fi is everywhere now in our generation. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. You think it's not your your phone is hooked in right now if you have a phone. There are signals in this room that you can't see, but they're here. There's information you can't see, but it's here. It's coming to your phone. Any moment time, I can take my phone out, I can play whatever I want. I could go and put on the theme tune, you know, for gladiator. And the blood boils and you just want to be a gladiator. But you know what? That information's here. All I need to do is a device to pull it in. I can watch a film. I can find out anything. You don't know what a word means. You just type it in. There it is. And you, somebody's talking to you you can be at that moment you can be looking up alright oh, ok so that's what that is mm. we have a ton of information available to us in a realm just in the natural that we can't see yeah. and we have a device to pull it in that's, a, that's exactly what it's like when you walk with God. Before you got saved, you were limited to you. You were limited to your senses. You were limited to your education. You were limited to your knowledge and all of those kind of things. But when you got saved, there is a whole arena out here in the spiritual world. And faith allows you to tap into that world and allows that world then to start affecting your everyday life. There's answers there to problems, amen, that you don't have in yourself, but you have your Wi-Fi on. You can connect into God, and God can show you things to come. Amen. amen. You know what? There's, there, you, may, you may be facing illness in your body, but there's healing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even that you have to go out here. You are a spirit. It's already in you. Yeah. Amen. You have answers. The Bible says that you have an unction from the Holy Ghost and you know all things. You're going, I don't know all things. Yeah, up here you might not know anything, but you're hooked up to the kingdom of God. You have the Holy Ghost living in you who knows all things. Amen. Amen. You may be facing um, pain in your body, but you have to see also that yes, in this natural world, faith is not a denial. Faith doesn't say, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. Faith is not a denial. If you have pain, you have pain. Someone saying, I don't have pain, oh! Or somebody goes to the doctor, and the doctor says, what's wrong with you? Nothing. What's wrong with nothing? Oh, What's wrong with you? Nothing. No, no. oh. oh! You look in pain, I'm not in pain. I'm not in pain, I'm healed. I'm healed. No, we live in two worlds. (laughs) The facts are, if you have pain in your body, the facts are you have pain in your body. But you're not limited just to here because by faith you understand in God's kingdom, I'm healed. Amen. So you may have pain in your body, but... By faith, I know that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. You draw from that healing and it ministers to that pain. Faith is not a denial. The Bible says that Abraham was dead in his body. That meant he wasn't able to produce anymore. He'd go, he went past it. Sarah was dead in her body. He wasn't able to go er, produce anymore. They'd went past it. Faith is not saying, I'm not dead, I'm not dead, I'm not dead. Faith is calling those things that be not as though they were. Faith is not calling those things that are as though they were not. That's saying, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. Like I told you before about the Christian science, and the wee fella came into the church one day, Christian science is mind over matter. Faith is not mind over matter. Faith is, faith is believing in another dimension yeah. another reality. Yeah. And faith believes in that reality and pulls it into this natural reality. Yeah. Okay? In Christian sense they do mind over matter. Yeah. So that's I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. So wee boy came to church one day on his own. The elder asks and says, Where's your mum? And he, he says, She's sick. And the elder says she's not sick. She thinks she's sick. Anyway, okay, all right. She thinks she's sick. So we come in a couple of weeks later and he says, where's your mum?" She says, she thinks she's dead. (laughs) Faith is not a denial. Okay? Faith is not a denial. (laughs) Amen? Praise God. You see... In Spider Man, okay, when Peter Parker got bit by the radioactive spider, he got a sixth sense. (coughs) We call it what? Spidey sense, okay? That allowed him to become aware of his surroundings. You know what I mean? They would just go off in him and he would know something was happening. What was it? Spidey sense. Let me tell you, when you got saved, you got a sixth sense. And that is faith. And faith allows you to see what can't be seen. It allows you, it's not that we ignore this world. If you have pain, you know there's pain. Or if you're facing a situation, you know there's a situation. It's, it's, faith is not denying problems. Faith is another sense that allows you to see past the physical curtain And see into God's arena. And allow you to see what is yours in God. And it allows you, so to speak, to reach in and lay hold of what is yours in God. And to pull it into your natural arena. So that it affects your natural world. Amen. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by what we believe. Amen. You see, you have to settle it. If you're going to walk by faith, you have to settle it. That eyes are made for seeing, not for believing. Yeah. Amen. Ears are made for hearing, not for believing. A nose is made for smelling, not for believing. A tongue is made for tasting, not for believing. Yeah. Hands are made for feeling, not for believing. You believe with your heart. Yeah. Amen. It's with the heart man believes. Yeah. There is a, there, you can believe beyond what you see. Do you know what? If you, if you just believe what you see, you're like Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Thomas said, I won't believe unless I put my hand into his side, put my finger into the nail prints. Unless I see Jesus, I will not believe. Jesus said, blessed are they that believe and have not what? Seen. Seen. What gives you the ability to believe when you do not see faith? faith and how does that work do you see faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God do you see this Bible your Bible your Bible gives you insight into a whole new arena beyond your five physical senses senses. amen to where you can believe what you you don't see Paul put it this way. He said, While we look not at the things that are seen. Many know there are things that are seen. Everything that we see. Paul was facing things that he was seeing. He was saying, I'm pressed on every side. He said, I'm cast down. All of these kind of things. Paul was in shipwreck. Paul was beat. Paul was in prison. Paul had all of these different things. But what kept Paul going forward and finishing his course? Do you know why? Because he walked by faith and not by sight. Faith allowed him to see beyond what he could see. So Paul said, while we look not at the things that are seen. That doesn't mean to say we walk around like this all the time. But he said, but at the things... That are not seen. How do you see things that are not seen? And notice that there are things that are seen and there are things that are not seen. And just because you can't see them doesn't mean to say they're not there. They are there. That's why when you say something in faith based on the word of God, you're not telling lies. People say, that's oh, lies to say that. It depends. If you only believe in a physical dimension, then it's lies. But if you know what God's word says, then you believe the truth over the facts. Facts change. The things that are seen are temporal, subject to change. But the things that are not seen are eternal. That's why it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. You say you are blessed. Exactly. Why? Because the blessing is eternal. It has nothing got to do with the money that you have in the bank. Actually, it's a blessing that adds to your life and makes rich and add no sorrow. All of those things. I might have pain in my body, but the truth is by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. That's what the truth says. I don't ignore pain because you see, how are you going to speak to the mountain if you don't believe there is a mountain there? You're not saying, there, faith is not saying there's no mountain, there's no mountain, there's no mountain, there's no bills, there's no sickness, there's no limits, there's no discouraging situation, there's no marriage problem. That's not, that's not faith, that's denial. Yeah. Faith allows you to pull in from God to affect every one of those things. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. You don't deny it. What you're doing is you're reaching out, drawn from God to a factor. If you're depressed, the reality of it is, is you may be facing depression in your mind. But if you're a child of God, in you, you're in the kingdom of God. There's righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You need to see beyond the depression and see that there's joy. And I pull joy into my life. That's what faith does. Yeah. Do you ever see these two pictures? Are these pictures where you have two images? And there's like overlaying image and you look at it and all you can see is one image. But as you look at it, then you see another image that comes. That's what faith is. There's two images there. We live in a natural world. We live in a spiritual world. There are natural facts, but there's spiritual truth. Faith allows you to say, I may be facing depression, but the truth is I have joy. And you start to speak your faith, amen, into that depression. You know what happens to that depression? That mountain moves. Yes. Do you know why? Because yes, I may be facing things in life, but I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by the natural. I'm moved by the spiritual. Faith is not moved by the natural. Faith is moved by the spiritual. Amen? Amen. Do you have Thomas's faith today? Or do you have the centurion's faith? Speak the word only. Yes. Thomas says, unless I see it and feel it, And experience it in the sense realm. I will not believe. That is back to front. Mm -hmm. People think seeing is believing. In God's kingdom. Believing is seeing. Because you will bring it into this reality. Where you will see it. Amen. That's what faith is. Faith doesn't deny. Problems. Circumstances, situations, or any of those things. If you're facing problems today, they can be very, very real. If you're facing pain in your body today, it can be very, very real. Okay. If you're facing depression and thoughts and all of those things, it can be very, very real. But you have to understand that I'm not limited just to me. I'm, I'm in the God's kingdom now. I can be like Paul and turn around and say, "It's no longer I who lives." So I may have thoughts, but I can arrest those now because I have something to use to bring them into captivity, which is God's kingdom, God's word. The Bible says of Jesus, whom having not seen you, well, love. How can you love someone you haven't seen? Revelation. I haven't seen Jesus, but I have. I haven't seen Jesus with these eyes, but I've seen him in here. Not in a face, eyes, all of those things. But in my heart, I know. Amen? This is eternal life that you might know God. You don't know God based on your senses. You know God in your spirit. Amen? I know him. You know him. Amen? I'd lay my life down for him. For someone I have not seen. But I'm not limited to my sight. I know him in my spirit. Because I'm hooked up to Wi-Fi. Amen? Amen? I'm going to show a couple of things. I'm just laying a foundation here today. But I'm going to show illustrations of this when we come back together again. Amen. For we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. Some of you guys in here, your faith is going to go through the roof this year. Amen. You're going to believe for things and your, your senses it's not going to be able to put the same pressure on you to stop you. You're going to be able to believe God for greater things in your life. Absolutely. Amen.